here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork popped out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The Black IPA is delicious. Hey, and welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Chmielewski. Brad, I'm Nick White. And we've had a we've had a, almost like a month <laughs> off. Episodes have been a mess. Uh, uh, we're getting into the holidays, traveling, vacations. Nick's been running all over the city. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to stay busy, man. Drowning, um, you know, drowning all my emotions in in local beverages for you all. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have a since I was gone uh, in Italy, I have so many questions about the things that <laughs> happened uh, in Chicago beer while I was gone. Uh, but mm. let's first talk about what we're drinking here, which is yes. something that you drank at Fobab yeah. or one of these at Fobab. And so we'll be getting into Fobab here in a minute. Uh, what yeah. we got? Yeah, man. Shout out to the good folks at Maplewood. The Maple Room is always a fun stop. I yeah. uh, stopped in there before I saw Wakanda Forever. Um, this is Barrel Aged Cuppa. So uh, Barrel Aged Cuppa looks like a two-pack this year. And I think previous years it was like four-pack. Okay. Yeah, so we've got, I hope I don't spill it, Vanilla Rye. And then the other one is, what is it? Cinnamon Double Coconut. Yeah. So uh, Vanilla Rye is 13%. It's got vanilla, cacao, and it's made with Hex coffee. Now, I've heard of Hex coffee. This is the coffee shop by um, by the Costco. I don't know if you have you been to Costco lately. Oh, the one on the corner. Right. It's yeah. right there. Hex yeah, coffee. Good. But they, I don't, yeah. they do good. Okay. Um, this is also blended from uh, Sazerac barrels. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Aged for 12 months in those. So Sazerac is a Buffalo Trace product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, Cinnamon Double Coconut. Was in rum cast for four years. Really? It says aged in rum cast for four years, then blend it with Woodford Reserve. Man. Wild turkey and maplewood whiskey barrels, aged for 12 months. They're really, um. Four years is a that's ex- That's extended, extended aging. Mm-hmm. That's not something you really hear, you know? All right. Like, usually, um,. If a, a rev or a goose product in packaging, the, le- the oldest it'll be is is two years. Yeah, because um, you're just sitting. It's taking up space. It's costing you X dollars every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I had uh, a really good barley wine I had been aged for like three or four years. Last time I saw Chris Jacobson at his place, it was uh, from the, per- the guy who left Perennial, Side Project. Okay. He had a barley wine, and it was aged like three or four years. Hmm. And I was just like... Like you said, it's not something you typically hear. There's a Bigfoot out that's eight, seven years in fucking E.H. Taylor barrels. Interesting. But yeah, it's not something you, it's not, I wouldn't say that's common. That's pretty long. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you had this, you had the vanilla rye at Fobab? No. I had the other one, the cinnamon one. Um, It was weird because at Fobab, the cinnamon, the cinnamon coconut cuppa was next to the 2X Benthic. 
Okay. Which was like double the coconut, double the coffee or whatever. Which was, was that the one we had last year that we like loved? Was it double A? Yeah, I think it might have been called something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right away, there's a line for both of those. So I'm like, well, let's not fuck around, right? Let's just get the ones what you got, where you got to wait okay. for them. So those, these were the first two I had. Okay. Uh, yeah. Before we get into Fobab, this package, is this how it comes or was this just for us? Or? Well, you know, I was at Maplewood f- and I'm just wasting time. I was trying to go to On an Engine, but they were closed. So at Maplewood, you saw people leaving with that package. Okay. F2 had ordered it, it pre pre-ordered it okay so i think that's how it, it arrived i don't think that's a preview uh, package it's nice but it also is why <laughs> it's also why i mean well because i think it this box okay so there's a box that comes apart and it's got two holes in it right yeah and um it's all black and gold it's very nice but the can is not the can doesn't symbolize there's something fancy in here yeah. Right? This is the same kind of blank That's can okay. with the sticker label on it, you know, compared to the Rev stuff where it's like a printed can. So maybe they're trying to indicate that it's fancy by putting it in a, this yeah. box. I feel like there should be a cup in here, though, with it. Like, I, like it feels like there's a, a feature that's missing. Like, you mm. should have got something else, even if it's like a, a gold keychain or something that a, would just a, like a little jacket that tells you about this stuff yeah something something and it's nothing nothing's printed on it's printed on these little like uh labels on the side but yeah uh, maybe like some sort of card but this is kind of an interesting package maybe it's down bottom no 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 okay cardboard all right but we're gonna sip on this one and we'll probably open up the other one because i want to see this we're, is, we're, uh, we're, we're very cool Critical. We're very critical and inquisitive about the uh, how this thing arrived. Well, we talked about the boxes <laughs> at uh, at the Goose Island tasting, yeah. and we're like, these are nice, yeah. but you just end up ripping them apart. And if you're one of those people that like collect the things or want to put it up, you'll keep it nice. Everyone else is just like rip like a Christmas present. You're like, pretty much, give me the thing inside, right? Uh, and then give me the thing inside the, <laughs> the bottle because <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, Side note on Goose, I'm glad they didn't have a box then a bag last year there was a box with a bag and then the mm-hmm. bottle was in the bag yeah yeah uh but the beer is nice uh we even talk about the actual beer it's nice i have not had a 13 percent beer in like probably like three weeks yeah it's been a long time well not, not a long time since 13 percent beer it's been a long time since i had a cuppa and honestly there were a few years i was out on cuppa i thought it was too dense too rich mm. a little too too sweet for me okay but this i feel like yeah, they capture some of the old, you know, density of the old cuppa, but I don't feel overwhelmed with dessert qualities here. I feel like I get a little more barrel, a little more like vanilla. I get yeah. these other things, and it doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel as syrupy as your right. Hmm. I kind of wish I had the coffee with it. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I'd spike it right now if there was mm-hmm. if, the, if we had the hex coffee. That would have been a nice addition. Just have a little can of hex coffee because I've never had hex. Right. So did you see? I posted a picture on our story. Uh, there's deep woods cough little cold coffees from Dark Matter mm. that they just have all the deep woods branding on them. Uh-huh. They're not barrel aged. There's no booze in them. It's I just think coffee. It's the coffee that was used in the deep woods. I like that because I've seen the beans, but I didn't know there were. Cold coffees as well. Mm-hmm. They're super cute. Yeah, they're cute. And then, it, you know, I love. I like spiking my beer with coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Okay, so we're going to sip on this. We'll get in the other one here in a minute. Fobab. I missed this. Oh. I This was the... I left on like a Friday night, and Fobab was, I think, Saturday. That Saturday? Brad was gone. I was rocking my beer buddy's t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, had to rep. And this was the 20th anniversary of Fobab. So Pete Crowley was the MC this year. So Katie, who was the MC last year, she kind of introduced... Um, she introduced Pete... Well, Pete and well before that, before Pete kicked off the awards, uh, the the present guild, you know, the uh, exec director, basically the old Justin Maynard role, yeah. is raced out, and then Katie, who was last year's MC, they came up and presented like this, um, you know, it was kind of like a uh, like a Fobab Hall of Fame, if you will, oh, right? Cool. So they gave long-standing members of the guild and um, the beer society and volunteers like these awards, yeah, you know, kind of like the exact same awards that the brewers would get. So Steve Hamburg and um, who's a, who's the crow in the sparrow? Jeff Sparrow mm-hmm. and um, you know a couple other guys that you've seen. You know the old school fellas with the blue jeans and the t-shirts tucked in the blue jeans. And their belly is sticking <laughs> out. <laughs> Those guys. Yeah. Okay. You know, and that that was like a thing. And then um, that and then Marty Scott. Uh, actually, Marty Scott was there, and he kind of kicked that off and introduced Pete. Okay. Yeah. So, so you had those things. That was different. Uh, what else was different? Uh, phase three was out. You know how phase three had the big lounge yeah. upstairs? That was replaced by a lager lounge. Just general lager. Just lagers. Non-branded. It, no, it was brews were up there. But not branded by like. Oh, um, correct. It wasn't a um, it was powered just, by microphone. Dovetail. Yeah. Right. It wasn't. Okay. It was just the lager lounge. Okay. Yeah. And so it had different lagers from people. Right. You know, it's funny. We ran into uh, the ladies from the lady from uh, um, Roaring Table. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's funny because when you go up there, there's like four breweries and only one of them is really known for making lagers. Who so, was up there? Um, Goldfinger. Okay. And the others were like, you know, Microphone and who else? Like, you know, like other producers who make lagers, mm-hmm. but they're not known for lagers. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think Metro isn't part of the guild. No. And so I don't think they go to Fobab anymore, which no. maybe... I. They've submitted stuff in the past, but I don't think they'd be asked to do that kind of feature, right? Right. And then, um, shout out to Maplewood, by the way, because they won a, I mean, not Maplewood, but... Um, Metro? Metro. They won a medal for uh, their Doppelbach. Oh, okay. Yeah, Doppelbach aged in the Jepson, Jepson, and more barrels, okay. which is the brewery or distillery maybe they're, door. Maybe they're now a guild member, but I don't yeah. know. So, that was gone. And while we're in the Lager Lounge, um, some guys are saying, like, it's a really steep price point. If you want to have a, a brewery to brand that space, so that's why you probably didn't see one crew in there, mm. you know. So that was different, but other than that, it was the same layout. Okay, I feel like Goose outside. Goose was outside, and then this time around, Goose had a bunch of picnic tables. Okay, so well, they, it was super warm, right? Oh man, it was nice. It was nice. Mm. Um, yeah, they did tappings every hour, sort of thing. Okay. Um, I think barley wine is. I got barley wine, but other than that, I think it was just I had OG out there. Oh, okay. And what else? I don't remember anything else flowing. Oh, no. Uh, coffee. No prop? I didn't see prop. Yeah. I didn't see prop. So, uh, yeah, uh, 20th anniversary of Fobab. You know, it's funny. Um, one other note. I ran into uh, Trevor, uh, former guest on the show, Trevor from Old Urban. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were upstairs getting like something from Cerebral. And I'm like, um, you know, you were the dark horse when we were deciding who was going to, you know, move into that space. And he's like, yeah, I kind of got a kick out of everyone guessing, everyone except for us. You know, he got a <laughs> kick out of that. Oh, but then he said he has no plans on um, 
making it a restaurant or a tap or room? a tap room. Really? Yeah, I think it's just going to be production. Now, oh, then what I, was that? Like it was Josh Knowles' story that said maybe in the following year they may look to do this. Yeah, he said um, he it's just a lie. It's fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> he said he just wants to focus on production. Okay. Yeah, I imagine he'll be lured into having it be a destination, right? I right. Think, I, I, I imagine that, but he said definitely not, definitely not a restaurant, and right. um, and really just focusing on production. He didn't even really think about having it be a tap room. Okay. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. So cheers to him. Uh, who are some what are some highlights from Fobab winners? What did I what did I what did I really miss? Right. Did I, did, I mi- well, did, did I miss out or was it did it feel like the same thing? I feel like it's Fobab, right? Like if you've been to Fobab, you know you know what to expect, right? You're gonna see all your everyone you've ever met in beer, and then you know you're gonna the best except, part is the awards. Except for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> They had these kind of like Irish coffee mugs, which were nice. Oh, okay. That was this year's cup. Um, the Lost Abbey won Best in Show. Hmm. The Lost Abbey won Best in Show for Duck Duck Goes. Yeah. Eh, it was eh, the 20th anniversary. Good. Duck Duck Goes, you know what's funny good. about Duck Duck Goes? Only time I've ever seen it was at fucking um, JBF. There was a girl in a goat after party. Mm. Uh, Gary Valentine and Stephanie, Iron Chef Stephanie, hosted it at this house they were renting. Yeah. So you kind of get this, uh, what do you call it, like a long table in the backyard. Stephanie's serving dishes. And I'm sitting with a bunch of judges from JBF. And Duck Duck Ghost comes out. And it's, it's a whale for a lot of people. And the conversation was, this beer will never, this beer would be, this beer doesn't fit any stylistic points. And it wouldn't do well if we were judging it. As a JBF judge, oh, okay. I thought that was funny. But Fobab judging is a little different, yeah. right? But they gotta know what it is. Like it's sort of like Steve Hamburg talked about this a long time ago about uh, Bourbon County Stout winning at Fo or winning at uh, even Fobab or JBF. Everyone knows what it tastes like. Yeah. So you almost rank it lower, but Duck Duck goes. Everyone knows what it tastes like, but mm-hmm. are they ranking it higher because? That's the only time they get to have it, and they're like, yes. You know, it's funny. If there were, if there was a line for Maplewood and a line for Half Acre, this beer, Duck Duck Goes, if it were pouring, there would have been a line for it. No question. But it's not pouring? I didn't see it at all. It had to have been pouring. I mean, that's what I said. So then I saw um, I saw the, the multi-hour guys. I asked them if they saw it on the floor. ABV Chicago, I saw them there. I saw them at Temperance, too. I'm like, did you see this on the floor? And I don't know anyone that saw it on the floor. So I thought that was bizarre. It was a 20th anniversary. No, they just called anniversary blend. Duck Duck goes anniversary blend. It won a gold, and then it won best in show. I don't. You have to be there in some capacity. You can't just submit a beer for an award and not. And to make it be there. To your point, when you know how the uh, award shows usually over at three, you got two hours before the whole thing closes down. So after the awards, they go out of their way to slap. The um, names of the beers with stickers, so you yeah. know who to go drink that one. I still didn't see it, so maybe it was just me. It probably would have been a weird spot. It would have been bottles, somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Um, it would have been in um, what? There's nine categories, right? Yeah. Oh, so hmm. uh, the Lost Abbey won best in show, and then Sun King won runner up for caramel apple Trapel. Man, Sun King won three times this year. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, cheers to Ravinia. These boys, they won for um, other. Pale beer. So it was a cedar. If I got this right, it's a cedar oak aged version of their IPA. Mm. Yeah. So okay. I think that was a highlight for me because I, you know, I was happy to see the Ravinia guys. You know, saw them right there. You know, we stopped and took pictures, and I was really, really kind of happy for them because nice. they're, they're cool dudes, and then they're fucking rolling. 
you know, they, they follow up a JBF bronze with a Fobab gold. That's true. That's, you know, pretty, pretty fun stuff. Um, one of the volunteers pointed me in the direction of Bottle Logic and to a beer called uh, Return to Saturn. So that might have been my favorite beer. Nice. It was a specialty experimental, 12%, just super weird kind of cocktail, hmm. bright okay. thing. It was kind of weird and really delicious. I went back a few times for that. Um, microphone took a gold for Double LP, their collaboration with Goose. Oh, okay. So if I remember this correctly, Microphone's was Side B, and Side B was the barley wine, and Goose made a stout. Yeah. And the barley wine was made with... It was aged in Heaven Hill barrels at microphone with Bourbon County yeast. Yeah. Yeah. And they're supposed to be blended together, but when we had this at Goose Clyborne, we said the microphone one is better on it. It was, so, way, it was like, way better. The Goose one is like whatever. <laughs> and Goose like comes up and be like, no, you're supposed to blend it. Like, don't judge us on our beers. Like, yeah. yeah. But now microphone one. So microphone took a You gold. guys like. What you phoned it in, you know, or you like you have helped to enhance the blending process? Yeah, to... you know it's funny. So microphone insisted that it was a collab because they announced it as microphone. They said no, it's a collab with Goose. So then the Goose guys came up, oh, nice. and accepted okay. the award. And I, I think that was a class act. But then also, the, the it's great. It's a great adjunct, right? Like Goose is like because microphone for the uh, for the for the Goose version, microphone said, hey, we have this really cool. Um, have this really cool like chocolate or something that we use. Why don't you put that in your stout? And they were like, what should we put in our stout? And it's like, we don't have any adjuncts for you, but you can use our yeast strength. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends up taking a goal. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that was a highlight for me. Uh, what else? Smiley Brothers. <laughs> Smiley Brothers took a gold and other dark beer for the same beer they won for last year. It's a rum barrel aged Belgian strong ale. Mm. So they won last year for that, right? Yeah. And I do remember... I feel like we're standing around Zoller and other people be like, does anyone drink? Does anyone drink this? Right before they closed for good over in Lincoln Park, um, I had that beer on draft. It was delicious, but Fobat Meadows do not constitute keeping a brewery business. Empirical. Empirical oh. is another example. Yeah. Uh, our guy, Urban, Urban, Urban Brew Renewal, Labs. Urban Urban Brew Labs. Labs. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Urban Renewal. Yeah. Fobat Metal does not, does not necessarily keep the lights on. Um, but yeah, it was cool, man. Cheers to Alter. They took a gold. Yeah, a lot of Illinois representation nice. on the medals. Workforce, uh, back to their winning ways. Uh, Barrel-aged chocolate, vanilla, rye, sleepy beer, also medal. So it was fun. It was fun to see a bunch of locals on the stage. Okay. Yeah, I would give you a medal count, but then I got to count them. So then there'll be radio silence. Yeah. But All right, well, I'm, I'm jumping into the cinnamon double coconut. Okay. That Nick had at Fobab, no surprise that you would have went for the coconut version of this. Yeah. So. And cheers to um, our guy. He listens to the show a lot, man. I ran into him for the first time. Um, in fact, he took a picture of me when I was raising my shirt. Um, he used to work in more, but he doesn't work in more and more anymore. And he uh, now he works at uh, Miller High Life. Oh, yeah. okay. I was looking in our... I it, feel like if I... Saw the name or Twitter. Chuck. Yeah. Cheers to Chuck Erschbach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I met him at Fobab. Nice. So that was cool. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out. I think I like the vanilla better. Yeah? Yeah. Vanilla was nice. Four years. Too long. <laughs> One year too long for me. I prefer a three year. <laughs> yeah. You run into the danger of just being like super oaked after a four year run. No. Oh, yeah. It was rum cast for four years. 
Interesting. I'm gonna let it warm up. The first sip, yeah, the first sip, I, I was, I leaned more to the vanilla rye as well. I'm like missing. Where's the coconut? Like, where is the coconut? That's the theme of the year. We gotta is quit. Where is the coconut? You gotta quit fucking around with this coconut. Um, we had this issue when Brad brought coconuts to the super massive coconut cafe, Deeth. Yeah. You know, you're calling a super massive coconut, and then we're wondering if we got the wrong one because we didn't get the coconut. This has fresh coconut and toast coconut in it. You know. Where is it? If I was a Viking, I'd throw this beer. If I was a Viking at a beer hall, I'd throw this beer across the room right now. <laughs> and say, go bring me some coconut. I'd throw it at some peasant. <laughs> go bring me some coconut. <laughs> Damn. Uh, man, all right. Fobab sounds like a, a pretty good ride. It was a good hang. Um, the Gill's doing their thing. I think they're dialed in on that space. Ran into um, our guy from the Hippos, Carl. Mm-hmm. In the in the Brewers Lounge, and he said uh, he'd read an article about how um, Tommy Arthur, who was there to accept the awards for Best in Show, how they're kind of right sizing their operations. So Pizza Port and um, the Lost Abbey are kind of in a downsize phase of that their of sense. their business. Yeah, just to kind of just be more honest and streamlined about the product they're making, and you know, just being more resourceful. I think some of those. We saw it with Stone just kind of like expanded too fast. I think the Chicago market maybe does a better job where the breweries don't expand very fast, but new breweries open up and yeah. you kind of get to test, can someone else succeed kind of thing? And then maybe someone else expands like the old Irvine or yeah. the Pipeworks or whatever it is. Yeah. Hmm. So Damn. that was cool. Um, okay. So that kicked off basically your barrel age run. It's been a pretty intense run. Yeah, so that was Saturday. Then Monday, you know, I don't think the last time, last time I've been intentionally been to Evanston for drinking um, was when we recorded our first on-site guest ever was Claudia from Temperance. And Alice Lovingood was there. It was the first time we met him. We're on location at Temperance. I want to say it's our first Beer Pass on location guest ever. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago that there was an episode of the Hopcast that was recorded that night, too. Yeah, this it was, was back a, to back episodes. Yeah, That's right. It was a super long time ago. That's the last time I've been to Evanston on purpose okay. during the week for some beer. So um, we went up there for the Mike Meets Right preview okay. party. Yeah. Uh, and this is their Temperance's yearly release of adjunct barrel aged stouts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've had them over the years. They're often hit or misses, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how we felt. But then you were talking in the pre-show that these were pretty solid this year. I was a big fan of what they were doing. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Brad said it all. Uh, you know, I've been up there as you know, and was just kind of out one year on some of these offerings. Mm-hmm. I thought they were thin. Kind of, kind of, oh shit! Whoa, 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 whoa! Brad, Brad, they were kind of thin and just not my jam. But this year, I think they kind of dial them in. So let's let's take a look at uh, what the Temperance lineup has to offer here. So uh, first thing out the gate, they had a barrel aged one and they had a rye one, and these are all exclusively with infused spirits barrels. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, the oldest brewery in Evanston. Okay. And Evanston's uh, first first distillery Brilliant. since Prohibition, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, joining forces for the first time ever. In the past, they used uh, he said Sangamore rye barrels, yeah, which is like a Maryland distillery. Okay. Yeah. So there's a rye one, and then there's a bourbon one, and then um, what else is going on here? 
rye, bourbon. There's one with a uh, coconut and coffee, mm. and it uses a uh, tugboat coffee. Not okay. sure where tugboat is, but I, I, I heard. I think of they're them. in Evanston. Huh, probably. probably yeah. That makes sense. And then they have one called Lasso. It's not Sean Curry. We'll correct us. <laughs> La Sopresa. So La Sopresa is uh, cinnamon and peppers. Yeah. So it's like their Mexican hot chocolate okay. version. Yeah. I tell you, man, these were all pretty fucking good. Nice. You know, it was just consistent across the board, just kind of easy, delicious. And I, what I will give them credit for is that there was no volatility. You know how, like, some of the Goose ones or some of these Cruz Blanca ones, you clearly like some more than others. There was a nice kind of uniform delicious it's level to kind it. of worked uh, you okay know I mean? kind of all of them so that was that was cool um unlike other tastings there were no mats in front of you and no taster glasses and you know you sample them all you just kind of hang out in the brew house you know they got bags they got music and you just kind of go to the to the makeshift bar and go get whichever one you want hmm. and you do that all night and everyone was wearing a name tag so i met you too yeah okay. so <laughs> no i'm just like <laughs> i just put nick on mine. <laughs> Like, hey, what's up? I'm Nick. They're like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm with Lucky Door. <laughs> or, you know. Yeah, so Baron Buena was there. Lucky Door was there. Some crew called the Hop Smash, who I had, had never met before. Like a blog or podcast? Yeah, it was like a blog, I think. And um, who else was there? Oh, uh, Temperance. Not Sean Curry, but... Oh, uh, I hope t- Temperance was there. I'm not Temperance. God damn, a sketchbook. Such a... Yeah, Temperance. They didn't show up to their own party. Who? <laughs> ABV Chicago was there. Multinar was there. And uh, Delilah's was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of bar. I would say half and half. Okay. Half folks that talk about beer and don't make beer, half folks that sell beer. Okay. I've, and, and a couple people that also make beer. Nice. Oh, um, Double Clutch was there. Everybody was bending his ear because, you know, he's the best brewer in the world. Right. You know, so he's in the corner. He's holding court. You know, all you see is people laughing super loud at all his jokes. And, you know, so I didn't get a chance to catch up with him. But um, it was a good hang. I love the loose format, you know. There was no real. I think uh, the owner of the joint, Josh Gilbert, kind of got up and said a few words and, and said, hey, you know, we usually do this shit in February, but we realize it's super cold and we wanted to do it in November and then also do it during the week so people could come out and fuck with it. An industry night, have a proper industry night where right. people would, you know, be interested in coming. So they shifted their whole format to kind of be okay. earlier in the year. That, that's probably smart and... I th- I feel like in February is kind of good because people get there's too, there's too many options right now in yeah. November December but then again people are coming off of the holidays you have that like dry January and yeah. then February happens and you're like eh, I don't need more stouts you know it felt like the early days in chasing beer because it was a weeknight and it was people that all work at bars and it was all it was a very bizarre kind of you know, Monday Monday night drinking, Tuesday night drinking, it ain't the same as Friday, Saturday night drinking. Right. You know, yeah. you, it's a different kind of person that's getting, that's getting it after it on a Monday night. Right. <laughs> An alcoholic. <laughs> so it was kind of fun, you know. It was fun. It was, you know, kind of reckless, you okay. know, and it was good, you know. So Did you just do that or did you go over to Sketchbook and try their barrel <laughs> No, nah, man. We, I, was, I was done, okay. man. I'm like, let's go get some pizza. Okay. Shit. Because Sketchbook also, <laughs> they got their Barrel Age series. Yeah, so I, I was talking to Ted about that, and he was saying how they're, they're the same thing you just said. Our Barrel Age thing came out, and they were kind of comparing launches a little bit, you know. Because I think Temperance, for the first time, if I can recall, well, the first time that I heard about it, they made an honest attempt to, like, like do, like, an outreach and say, hey, come fuck with our thing. 
Right, and you this know? year's sketchbook kind of was low-key about exactly. theirs. And they were aware of that. They were like, well, we didn't do that, but maybe it's something we'll consider going forward. Because to be, to be fair, I like sketchbook, and if they had this kind of exact same layout, I would, I would go. Right, you know? like a, there's a... I'd say a 50% chance I'll go try the sketchbook or I'll make it up there to try one. Like we went up there for the, didn't we? I had the mushroom one like a few years ago and like interesting flavors that maybe pop up make me like kind of want to roll up there. Yeah. But also knowing that, oh, I can have the same one next year kind of makes you be like, "Ah, if I don't make it, I'll just go next year. Yeah. Um, we kind of got a, a history of uh, of temperance with Josh. So he said he used to be an architect. We were talking about this in the pre-show. He used to be an architect, and he would um, you know make additions to people's homes. But then he just he just him and his buddies decided that that wasn't something pe- they were going to do long, and they were kind of intimidated by the recession, the housing recession. So they left. Hmm. And then he's like, "Well, I'm from Evanston, and I've always wanted to do something cool here. So let's start a brewery." This was a pet company storage space, a, a pet supply storage space. There was a bunch of pet food and shit in there when they okay. got there. So they spent a lot of time revamping it. And um yeah, they when uh they started losing a lot of talent. You know, Claudia came through there, she ended up going to Temperance. She oh, said she went to Pipeworks. Sorry, I've done this again. Yeah, she went to Pipeworks. No, she didn't go to Pipeworks. She no. went to Spiteful. She went to Spiteful. Uh he kind of mentioned someone um went to UC Davis came to their spot, and then went straight to Allagash. Hmm. So he's like, hey, you know, we're very proud that people come here and go to other places, but they were left with a, in, you know, kind of a, a hole in talent, so they had a brewery by, a head brewer by committee. Yeah. And he's like, that doesn't work, because everyone, like, you know, Brad comes on shift, and he's like, oh, well, Beachwood Blonde should be like this, instead of making it the way it's supposed to be made. Right. Yeah. I think it should have more of this in it. <laughs> and since there's no head brewer, every, and it was, it, was, it, was, it was harder to control. So he's like, with this time around, you see a, a designated head brewer, and, and I think it's affecting, you know, his... The, uh, the quality of the beer. Yeah, I do. Cons- consistency. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. I do maybe feel like that. There was, like, a little bit where I feel like I like Temperance, and then it was like, ah, I don't know, I'm not really into this songbird and what's happening, and yeah. then Basement Party came on, and he's I got like, back on board. You know, it's funny. I said, what are you selling the most here? He's like, we sell the fuck out of Basement Party. Basement Party is a top-selling beer, followed by the IPA, Gate Crasher, the one that took the metal. Yeah. And then he said, um, after that, it's whatever seasonal hazies on draft, and then Birdsong. Okay. So in packaging, it's Gate Crasher, uh, the uh, Basement, Party. Basement Party, and Birdsong in packaging. But on draft, it's... Bird song and whatever hazy's on. Oh. So when people are at the pub, they like the the Belgian trip. The bird song just got a can revamp too, uh, which looks really nice. Yeah. So I think this is your nine for them. He said. Oh shit. So yeah. So it was cool. It was cool to get up there, man. I didn't know what to expect, and it's a Monday night hang. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're yeah. doing, but it was it was very fun. Okay. I had a good time. So cheers to cheers to Temperance, man. I had a good time up there. So it was Monday. Yeah. Then what'd you have? You had a uh, Cruz Blanca. You swung by there. Was that Tuesday? Um, no, I think that was a little later in the week. That was okay. Saturday. Um, oh, but Benthic was that week, too. Oh, okay. Deep into the Benthos. I forgot about Benthic. I saw the guys. We interviewed um, Gabriel. I saw Gabriel there Yeah. Uh, at the Benthic launch. They were pouring Dark Lord at the Benthic launch. Mm. Yeah. Not offended by the Dark Lord. Okay. You know, that's the most, that's most I can say about the Dark Lord. Because when you have a nice at the Benthic, you're just like, well, you know. That's kind of funny that they're pouring it. I feel like. 
that might have to be what Three Floyds does because no one really cares about your thing anymore. It's weird, man. Because most people don't really like it. Yeah. So. It's it's something that people don't just the beer on its own. It's something that people do not understand. There's a large segment of people that refer to it, refer to it as you know soy sauce, or I get distinct plum in this thing. It's just like a very weird kind of mm-hmm. plum, hoisin, hoisin sauce thing going here. A huge group of people that just know the the legend of Dark Lord and have never maybe had it, or maybe they've had a taste, but that to see it on draft somewhere. That's probably a pretty like this was a this was a event. So it's eleven in the morning. I had no intentions on drinking four stouts. Four Dark Lords. <laughs> but I saw Dark Lord. I'm like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm already here, and it's coming in the three ounce option. Yeah. So uh, Benthic this year is uh, four beers. I think it's always four beers. There's a cherry brandy Benthic. There's a two by four Benthic, which is double everything. Um, there is a vanilla Benthic, and then there's OG. Hmm. Right. Um, oh, and then there's a um, what they call they call like a sunken treasure or something, which is like an extended age benthic. Mm. Yeah, so like two year old benthic. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I, I never get I never have benthic unless you bring it for us to try. We should we should definitely drink benthic because yeah. I the releases are either too early or random times, and then it is very expensive too. Also, that I think um. A f- I think it's a twelve pack of, of and you get five the enchilada, right? The, yeah, the whole enchilada is a twelve pack, but you're committing like two hundred and twenty something dollars, right? You know, two oh six or two twelve or something like that. Where are people like if you're getting that and you you want a goose raffle, and prop day, and then prop day, you're dropping like a grand on a fucking barrel aged beer that you it's hard to drink yourself in one sitting. You're gonna drink it all year. I think if you can, like, like if I get a benthic, it's usually once, one a month, and I drink them all year. Okay. Yeah. But it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, for some fucking beer when you could just go get a bottle of whiskey, you know. <laughs> or a couple cases of basement party <laughs> and just go. That beer is so good. What did they say about that beer? It's a collab with somebody. Really? Yeah. It was somebody else's idea that they make that beer. Oh, uh, but not a brewery. Or a brewery or like no, an artist? Or... It was like either a bar or a brewery. We were getting after it. I gotta go revisit that. Okay. Because I don't know if you know Gino from the from the Gluns days, but there's a Gluns rep named Gino that now works just with uh, Temperance. Okay. And he was telling me that he's like, yeah, this was someone else's idea. That beer, mm. that beer is really good. I'm like, Brad's got me drinking that fucking beer. I I really dig that beer. It was one of our best beers of twenty twenty one, right? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. how good that lager is. Um. Oh, but yeah, deep into the benthos, man. So a benthic. Uh, at Half Acre Balmoral, you know, 11 o'clock, they, you can get this flight on draft. But then also they had a bunch of tables in the um, brewery, too. Oh, cool. So you could really have, you could entertain a ton of people in the space just yeah. for Benthic. So. Damn. Cheers to those guys, man. Uh, I really dig that beer. Well, the base, the base Benthic, OG Benthic, is a coffee, coconut, imperial stout. Yeah. You know, so it's, it really is. One of the better local releases every year. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you had that, and then you made it over to Cruz Blanca for their release, and they have like what five? Yeah. So five this is the. Uh, I'm going back to this vanilla because I think it's better. I think so too. Yeah. So Cruz Blanca, uh, they did the Luchadors, 
is their barrel age program every year. Okay. And these have not sold. Benthic is definitely sold out, right? Benthic's yeah. gone. Yeah. But um, Luchador, you can get, and these things linger for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because when you had it on the show, like last year, it wasn't like the week it came out. Like you went back and kind of, you know, yeah, went and grabbed one. So they dialed back. I think they had eight or so in the past, but this year was a very tight lineup of one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one that took a gold at Fobab was Barbosa Con Cafe. Mm. So this is the one where it's imperial black and red raspberries, and then it's aged in red wine barrels with metric coffee. Oh, shit. That one is um, kind of like a, uh, they describe it as like a Dunkin' Jelly Donut or a chocolate-covered raspberry. Mm, okay. But um, it kind of, this is fresh, but I think as it gets a little age on it, it kind of mimics like a red wine a little bit. Okay. It's really good. That's the best. That might be the best one. All right. You know what? I'm going over that. I'm probably not this weekend, but next weekend. I'll go in on the... I'll go for my small business Saturday. I'll go support there some you go. Cruz Blanca action. A little, little Cruz Blanca action. Uh, so there's a Tarzan Boy. I think we've yeah. had that one. That's the one with the uh, rum barrels, vanilla, uh, banana, mm-hmm. and coffee. And they use metric coffee. Yeah. So if you're keeping score at home, uh, Cruz Blanca uses metric. Maplewood uses hex. And Tugboat and, is what Temperance uses. And then uh, Half Acre uses dark matter. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And Goose uses intelligentsia. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are we missing? We're, we're missing. Who are we missing? Uh, who's Rev? Well, Rev's dark matter as well, right? Rev is dark matter. Yeah. Um. I don't know whose microphone's using, but I, I feel like they're using one of these fringe, like suburban crews too. Okay. You'd be surprised how many local coffee roasters there are. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost up there with the number of breweries. I'd say there's more than 20 local roasters in the region. Yeah. Tarzan Boy, La Tormenta is their Imperial Pineapple. Okay. So, you know, Jacob Sombrano, brewmaster over there, um, I was asking him, I'm like, did you ever vision it being like this, right? Because he's got some beers that are kind of inspired by everything, you know? Like this fucking La Tormenta is an Imperial Pineapple Ale. And then they stick it in these rum barrels with uh, Mexican spices. You know, a lot of his stuff is like indigenous to like Native Americans or even like South America or Mexico. Right. And he's like, you know, we draw inspiration from everywhere, man. It's not just a coffee. It's not just a cola. It's it can be a cocktail. It can be a, an ingredient that kicks off some of these pro- these uh, projects. Yeah. And um, that was really cool. My my favorite one was the uh, Barbosa Con Cafe, but I thought the best one that tasted like beer. Because this one kind of tasted like a, you know, it, it had a lot of fruit and it was like wine inspired. But the Senior Finito is an imperial stout aged in Sagamore rye whiskey barrels with chocolate, mesquite bean, and canela. Hmm. Yeah. So a mesquite bean comes from the mesquite tree, but it's not like the mesquite spice. So it's not spicy. It doesn't really taste like barbecue chips or anything. Okay. It actually is a bean that... Sometimes uh, is ground into a flour, and people throw it into baked goods. Like they throw it into chocolate, they throw it into cakes, because it kind of smells like cinnamon. It kind of smells like molasses. It imparts like this earthy kind of desserty note that makes it kind of unique. And that's okay. It was weird, man. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, lost, you lost me. That's I weird. <laughs> I, I like I like the Senior Finito. Okay. Um, Ray Cuvée's the only one that sold out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ray no. Cuvée is a blend of three years of the uh, Ray Gordo stout, and it's got yeah, the Ray Gordo was good. Yeah, so. I think we still have all. I think I still have the old one. 
from it's gotta be like five or six years now sitting around yeah he said um ray ray cuvee he took a barrel aged out from 1920 and 21 and blended them all and then added vanilla from all around the world so you got tahitian vanilla you got um madagascar vanilla and you got mexican vanilla mm. So he's like, he's really excited about that one. Because you know how these vanillas really do have different flavors. Right, yeah. You can get your birthday cake. Some of them are just kind of fruity and leathery. Some taste like frosting. You know? mm. But you can get, he's like, well, over six months in a year, this one's going to be really nice. The way these different vanillas kind of meld. All right. So yeah. I'm going. I got to go. I'm going. I'll get us, I'll get some bottles. Get some. No, they're cans this year, right? Yeah, they're, uh, there's a mixed four pack. Okay. Yeah. But cheers to them, man. Probably the most unique, probably the most underrated. Barrel right. program around is probably them. Yeah. Okay. Was that your run? I think so. Anything else? So, who are we missing in the barrel age release of the season now? Like, I think, does that cover everyone? Or are we, because we mentioned sketchbooks. Yeah. Um, like, Haymarket, uh, Claire's Thirsty, yeah, sometimes do, comes out around now. They usually do a barley wine too. Yeah. Yeah. And they um they've done a Belgian double in the past. Right. Um they, uh, who are we missing? Rev Rev well, Rev has the next Deep Woods, which we have the cans here. Yeah, Rev's got uh the next three are straight jacket, um, Ryeway, which is the best beer they make, and VSO Dark Mode. Okay. Yeah. Which is a milk stout. Two year old milk stout. Pipeworks doesn't do a any kind of well, they don't get involved with this hyped release thing. Yeah, you can go to Pipeworks, and if you're on their newsletter, I think it's every Tuesday or some shit. Like just a very random day, they just yeah. drop. Oh, Old Irving has the Krampus yeah. series. Yeah, I'm sure we're forgetting a couple yeah. of these like one-off places. So this is season. There's a lot going on. That's why I'm actually kind of you know I'm glad that some of these crews. You know, we're, we're in contact with, and then we can kind of, you know, get a chance to drink them and discuss them because, you know, whether it's, you know, all the places we just named or the ones we're drinking, you know, today, it's, you, it's easy to get caught. It's easy to get lost in what, what's coming out. So, right. Shout out to everybody that reaches out, man, and, you know, gives us an opportunity to try this stuff because a lot of times it's really good. And sometimes you can get lost in the shuffle if we don't get right. to try it. And then, uh, phase three doesn't have they kind of they do one in the earlier in the year like they're, 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 they're weird on there like when it's not this time of year the I would say crews like microphone and phase three are um always new school and it's all year long yeah We're or more the, more too yeah more with the henna stuff yeah like I don't associate that with the, the Fobap season yeah. yeah just it just kind of whenever it comes out because one of their hennas came out the week of um, beer in the glass. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, those newer crews, they they're like barely season is all year. Mm -hmm. That's I get that feeling from them. And then other crews are more like your traditional fobab ish drop. Right. Oh, imperial pajamas. I think oh, yeah. all those uh, pajama series. Those come out. I think they just came out, or they like are about to come I out. I think you're right. Because uh, we went one year around this time. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So yeah, there is quite a big lineup of if you want big beers. 
There's no shortage. Yeah. These beer, these Maplewood ones are good. This vanilla, I think, is better. But I do feel like they are almost too sticky. Yeah. Like, I'm, I feel like if you spilled this beer, you would have ants, like, in five minutes. Like, they would just swarm. <laughs> Tell me if we talked about this, but there's this weird guy I follow on FB that clearly used to work at Ale Syndicate, and he took Richie, their Imperial Porter, and now he works at Lagunitas. So he took the Richie, took it to Lagunitas, ran it through the lab, and he said it's got 1,500 calories in it. What? Yeah, and it wasn't even a full bomber. It was like a 16 to 18-ounce bottle. Holy shit. Yeah. But, yeah, these are some heavy, dense-ass beers, and it's not like they have what the calories are on them. So who the fuck knows? But, yeah, these are very um, sturdy very uh, very rich, very heavy beers. Yeah, and I feel like you're going, they're both they're both 13? Uh, both 13, and you're just going to get drunk without realizing it because it feels like you're just drinking cake, kind of, or um, drinking a dessert. Yeah, you're drinking a very boozy cocktail. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, hits you and... These hit you like differently than getting drunk off of like a twelve pack of Bud Light or something, because you're like hopped up on sugar and you're like a weird like almost like a sleepy drunk because yeah. it's like a sugar coma kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> but they're tasty to have, especially in like smaller amounts. And I don't think we stress how you know how you have to share these beers enough. That should be stressed more on these cans. These are made for sharing. There's right. no, and no one should be taking these to the face. No, you no. shouldn't just like crack one open and watch whatever game is on for the night. No, no. <laughs> Have a slice of cake. Do not eat the whole. Cake. Do not eat the whole cake. <laughs> Damn. All right. Anything? Anything else? Uh, oh, man. How I was feel he... like you, you caught me up pretty well. How was how was Italy, man? You were gone. You were posting. You were posting from breweries. You were posting from all over the place. You know, it was geographic. It was National Geographic on your feed this, these last couple of weeks. Yeah, it was good. Had a fair amount of beer, but for the most part, was drinking wine. There you go. Got definitely sick of wine. Really? By the time we drank a lot of wine, and by the time we got to Rome, is like we wanted cocktails. We wanted beer. Anything else? In Milan, we're drinking like cocktails a little bit, but. You're in Italy. You gotta drink wine. That's true. And their beer is like, eh. Their beer's eh. Yeah, beer's not beer's not as good as wine. Right. <laughs> and it's almost like they, like someone was like, yeah, don't make this beer too good because our wine is like real good. And if the beer is like too good, people might not drink this wine. That's funny. But I feel like there's something. There's just something. Their craft beers. It could be the water. It could be their yeast. It could be whatever they're using. Just doesn't taste the same as like American beer, and maybe that's just my preference. But we drink wine most of the time. Yeah, and it was a it was a good ride. It was fun. I can dig it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I brought home uh, a bottle from Open Balladin, but you can get their stuff a little bit at Binnie's. They were one of the co-founders of Eatily, I want to say, yeah, with Dogfish, can, I want to say. Yeah, I think you can get their beers in Eatily. Uh, which I forgot, but I brought a bottle back, so I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll do a video here with it. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It was a good time. I was I was a little jealous of all the stuff I was 
missing here, especially with the nice weather. But then again, there's good weather there and some good wine. Yeah. And the thing about your thing is like, you know, you'll go to Fabat next year. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, so if you if you got a choice between the two, you, you go where you went. <laughs> you know, I was looking at my pictures. Shout out to uh, Old Army Man. They did a collab with Smoke, oh, uh, nice. a little northwest side. One two step there. It's a uh, pale ale with uh, Citra and Galaxy. Nice. Yeah, that they're doing with Smoke. And then there was something else I saw. Oh yeah, we said shout out to Metro because they used. Uh, that's a Chicago only collaboration that won a uh, bronze medal at Fobab. Justin and Moore Chicago Distillery, Metropolitan Chicago Brewery, uh, took a gold medal for a Doppelbach. Nice. A generator Doppelbach, uh, and that's tapping on December first. Okay. Yeah. So just wanted to shout them out. Very cool. All right. Well, hopefully now that travels are done and although we're, the holidays are hitting here, uh, episodes should be going up regularly and we'll be uh, back on a good schedule going into the new year. Yeah, man. Uh, cheers to Hot Butcher. Fell in there for a round. Oh, right. Um, the new Hot Butcher finally opened. Yeah. So they were just, they have a beer called Roost. It's a clean beer, 6%. Oh. And it's just straight Centennial Hop Pale Ale. And they said the reason they made it is because this is the beer that Half Acre was selling to bars before they technically had a license. They had their brand, but they didn't have a license. So you could get this on draft at like the Map Room mm. and Hop Leaf and shit like that. Um, so it's a, one of the first beers Half Acre sold. And then they came back and made it with Hot Butcher So for the launch of oh, that's cool. their space. So, so that's, that's on draft. It's just for launch. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's on draft and it's in cans, but it's a... Pub only purchase. You can okay. only get it there. Okay, cool. Yeah, so cheers to them. Nice. All right. Then that's going to do it for this episode. Nick, where can people find you? Get in touch when we're not here. Hey, man. I'm on Twitter at Nicosio. And I'm on Twitter at BRAD, Chicago Beer Pass, Instagram, Twitter, website, ChicagoBeerPass.com. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.